time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show, discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. They fake the run. They throw the ball deep. There's a man. Touchdown! Touchdown! Kansas State and the Wildcats have tied the game. It's the freshman, Jace Brown. Harbor gets the shotgun snap. Steps up in the pocket. Can run. Goes to the 45-40, 35-30, 25-20, 15-10. dives to the three-yard line. Heinrich Harburg scrambling for 44 yards. It's first and goal in snap. Beck goes down to get it. Throws it right to KU. It's picked off. Melo Dotson, 35-30, 25-20, 15-10-5. Touchdown, Kansas. Quick throw over the middle. Grab his main. Here's Travis Hunter. Turns up field. And zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, in the near side, Tyreek Hill hit right in the stomach, fumbles the ball, picked up by Kansas City. Tyreek Hill with the catch and a fumble recovery up the sideline. Here comes Brian Cook, 10-5, touchdown, Kansas City. And good Monday morning, everybody. We're back here on the Morning Blitz. As always, on 102.5 U-Rock. AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, of course, online. As we said, we are everywhere. Glad you're with us here on the Morning Blitz. A nice, cool morning to start the day. Temperatures in the 40s, working our way to a high in the 70s on this Monday, November the 6th. Just glad that you're with us. And as always, we'd love to hear from you throughout the show with our text line, the number 785-899-2222. That's the number part of the Morning Blitz here on this Monday, which is a new edition of the Morning Blitz. As we welcome in on a full-time basis, our good friend, Colby Sports Director, Christian Pack-Dimmitt, joining us uh, here starting on this Monday morning. Morning, Christian. How was the weekend? You know what, Ross? It was it was very good, and uh, I, I appreciated the extra uh, that we got from, from Daylight Savings, and I, I do appreciate it not being 30 degrees stepping into my car in the morning, but... Uh, glad to be on the show full time here, and uh, blessed to be joining you here. It's going to be a good one. I could I could do without daylight savings time ending. I really could. I, I hate this time of year. I, I hate it when you have to wake up and it's. <laughs> I would rather wake up when it's dark and have light at the end of the day instead of it being dark at five o'clock uh, Central Time. And on the Mountain Time Zone, it's sometimes is dark at four thirty. So to be done with your day, like getting anything done at 4.30, sucks. So that's the one thing about living here on the timeline is that when the clocks change, it changes drastically on the timeline, especially uh, for us here in mountain time. So that's the that's the one thing that stinks about this because there will be times when we get to be around December, it'll be 4 o'clock, it'll be dark. So I, I don't like that very much. I can't. I, I, want See, my, I want my time at the end of the day to get jobs done. You know, like if I got to be outside and rake some leaves or something – Give me that extra time at the end of the day. Mm. I don't want that in the morning. I'll drive to work and be, I can. There's electricity for a reason. I can work inside with the with the lights on. I can do that. <laughs> I'm I'm with you there. It's 
dark dark walking into your car and dark uh or you know dark leaving the house and dark coming back to the house is not not the greatest combination of all time is that the way it is uh, up in Michigan? We know, we know you're a Michigan man. Is that the way it is in uh, Michigan? I know that's the way it is in Alaska, you know, but I don't know if you're that far. You're not that far north, obviously. <laughs> no, no, not quite as far north as Alaska, uh, but close. It no, feels that not, way sometimes when the uh, when the it's not it's not even close. But when the wind chill, when the wind chill gets up there, it, it starts to feel that way. Uh, it, it's not that bad. You do get uh, during kind of the dead of winter the that. All right, you're you're leaving the house. It's dark, and you come back to the house, and it's still dark, uh, which is unfortunate. But we we are not near any time zone changes, which is is new to me because the the all of the NFL games starting at noon and, and three o'clock, instead of one and four is a life I worry about. So once again, glad you're with us here on the Morning Blitz. Uh, we got a full show ahead today. We'll be uh, talking about uh, plenty of things to get to, including all GWAC. Uh, football and volleyball selections were out. At least, at least uh, I know what happened with Goodland and Colby when it came to football. Um, volleyball on the other side. No, the entire. I know what happened on everything with volleyball. Full teams, first team, second team. On mention. I've not seen the full football team yet. We'll see that. I'm guessing today uh, get fully released. But I do know who was selected to Colby and Goodland. So we'll be discussing that, giving our thoughts on that coming up in our segment segment. Uh, we will get to anything we don't get to the rest of the show in the leftovers in segment number three. But it is time for our weekend winners and losers. Let's dive into it here on a Monday morning. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Gonna be a winner, be a winner. So let's roll into our weekend winners and losers here for this week, and I will I'll kick things off. Uh, I'll kick things off here, and then so and then we'll let uh, Christian take over. But my first winner of the weekend, I'm going to give a big tip of the cap to Colby Community College Lady Trojan Volleyball. CCC Volleyball won the Plains District Volleyball Tournament this past weekend and advanced to the national tournament for just the second time. In the school's history, they advance into the national tournament. And so, for the second time in the program's history, they are going to the national tournament, which will be at Hutchinson Community College at the Hutchinson Sports Arena. Uh, That is going to be uh, starting on November 15th. But Colby Community College got a win in the first round uh, at home. Then Then it was, of course, the final four was held at Great Bend, where they beat Dodge City, who upset... uh, I'm losing my mind here for a second. They beat uh, Dodge City. They beat Hutchinson in the first round and upset the seven over the two seed. And then so Colby gets Dodge City. A little bit of a break there against a team they've beaten before. They get that done, three sets to one, and they take that momentum and they carry it into Sunday where the host Barton lost to Butler in the semifinals. And so now you've got Butler taking on Colby in the finals. And look, and all of a sudden you've got Colby winning three sets to one, advancing into the national tournament for the first time, sorry, for just the second time in the program's history. And I don't know when, uh, I, I don't know for sure when the last time that all happened. I don't know. I know it's just the second time ever, but I, I don't know for sure when that might have been. Um, the the last time Colby Community College Volleyball made it to the national tournament. I know they've played for a Region 6 title. I know they've done that. But 
I do know that uh, they've had some issues that they that they've they've got terrains, but they haven't won that point. They've always been knocked out by either Seward County or Hutchinson or uh, Borton. They've been knocked out at that point in time. But here, here's the biggest thing. The thing that stands out to me the most about Colby Community College volleyball this year is the fact that they they got on a hot streak at a very right time. They did not start the year extremely great. They did not. It was not a phenomenal start. And they were able to put things together at the very right time. They got extremely hot at the end of the season. They did the right things and put it all together at the right time which was absolutely great to see. So it was great to see Colby Community College Volleyball get that victory and in advance on into the play into the national tournament where I don't know who they'll play in the first round. I don't think that bracket's out yet. But to see Colby Community College get that done, advancing in the national tournament, and to, to, to play at the right time at the very best is great. Uh, that's that's the absolute best part for sure. So uh, my weekend winner, of, my I should say my winner of the weekend goes to uh, goes to Colby Community College volleyball. That is for sure. So um, it's been it's it's been that kind of uh, that kind of weekend for CCC volleyball and a kind of run for them. So credit to Coach Kerry Jones, credit to uh, that team and how they put it all together. They've done a phenomenal job. Um, getting getting to this point and advancing the national tournament. So they got a little bit of help from some other teams. That's okay. You'll take it in the postseason. You'll get that. You'll take that. And you advance on uh, into the uh, into the national tournament. So I I think that's uh, I think that's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. So congratulations to Colby Community College Volleyball. They are my winner of the week, one of my winners of the weekend here uh, as they advance in the national tournament for the second time in the program's history. So we will have... Uh, that going on here. Christian's experiencing some technical difficulties at this point in time. We'll try to get him back on the program here in just a little bit. So uh, I want to move on to my second winner of the weekend. That's going to be area high school football playoff winners this weekend. We had six teams going into the playoffs here this past weekend. And first winner, uh, and so three of, the, of those six teams, three of them advanced here into the uh, into the championship. So, or I should say into the next round of the playoffs, not the championship, into the next round of the playoffs. You have Rollins County advancing, Hoxie advancing, and Shilin advancing. So the scores from this past weekend, the scores from this past weekend include Rollins County running away from Trigo. Many people thought that maybe Trigo's defense could keep Rollins County at bay. It did not happen. 58-12, the final score they advance on. Then you had Hoxie route lacrosse, 61-6. to Indians will face El Celine in the next round. And Shyland ran away from Greeley County, 80 to nothing. Those three teams advancing on. Cougars will face Ingalls in the quarterfinals. By the way, Ingalls, they shut out Golden Plains, 61-0. The Bulldogs in their year at 2-7. Dighton bested Wallace County, 36-16. Wildcats, they end their season at 6-4. A great season for Second-year head coach Kyle Gefeller had some very tough games and came up on the wrong end in a couple of them that were in overtime. And Triplanes Brewster, their year ends with a loss at Ashland, 80-12. to Titans in their year at 3-6. and Pretty respectable record for a program that uh, didn't have a football coach and kind of had to pull one out of thin air to have one. Uh, congratulations. Thanks to Chris Kirk for doing that and keeping Triplanes Brewster football uh, going this season. That's the tough part. 
Uh, that was the tough part. But you have three teams that are advancing in, Rollins County, Hoxie, and Shylin. Rollins County getting it done thanks to their star player, Ryan Tromick. 270 total yards of offense and six touchdowns in the win this past Friday. Hoxie, they had Braden Sheets run for 94 yards and four touchdowns, and Braxton Monk had three receptions for 73 yards and a score as the Hoxie Indians advance over lacrosse 61-6. And then you had Shylin, the, you know, their big star player, Logan McCarty, four total touchdowns, was 9-for-9 nine nine on PATs, which is big because in six-man football, if you get a PAT, that's worth two points, not worth one. So 9-for-9 nine nine on point-after attempts, four total touchdowns for Logan McCarty, both throwing and rushing. Pablo Mutis had three rushing touchdowns, and the Cougar defense was great. They recovered five fumbles away from the Jackrabbits. So those three teams advancing on, well, the likes of Golden Plains uh, and and the likes of Golden Plains and Dighton, excuse me, not Golden, Golden Plains, Wallace County, and Triplanes Brewster, all their seasons come to an end. So still three area teams alive moving into what I'd say the quarterfinals of the postseason uh, in their respected brackets. So that's my another winner of the weekend here on this Monday morning. Uh, we'll get into losers real quickly here. Once again, Christian Peckham will be joining us a little bit later on in the program. We get his, uh, his uh, technical issues figured out. But starting with losers of the program, I am going to go to a spot that I, I didn't know about, I guess, until I was watching the game Saturday. But it's amazing to me. So my first loser of the weekend is Coach Prime in Colorado football, and in particular, Coach Prime. First and foremost, as a team, the Colorado Buffaloes, with their loss to Oregon State on Saturday, 26-19, which was a closer game than people thought. People thought it was going to be a 13-point, two-touchdown win for Oregon State. Colorado kept it closer. But the Buffs have lost four out of five, and really, honestly, could be five in a row if it wasn't for a last-second field goal and uh, you know giving up a large chunk passing play down at Arizona State a few weeks back. They could have lost five in a row. But there's the thing that made me that stand that stands out to me for college round football. It's not about losing four out of five. It's the fact that on Friday, Coach Prime announced that he was going to change offensive coordinators. He was going to put former NFL OC Pat Shermer as the new offensive coordinator and demote Sean Lewis, who was the OC for Colorado for the first, you know, whatever handful of games, six, seven games of the year, and demote him and make them co-OCs. But it looked like as if during the telecast that Pat Shermer was the one that was going to be leading the way. That's what it looked like. He was the one that was going to be leading the way. And so it, it, it it's absolutely nuts. And the reasoning behind, at least according to some of the thoughts on the Twitter sphere, and once again, these may not be totally true, but I'm guessing they're not far off the truth was the fact that Sean Lewis was trying to run the football more and taking the ball out of Shadur Sanders, head coach Prime's son, Shadur Sanders' hands, trying to take it out of his hands more and put it in the hands of running backs to maybe try and protect their quarterback who has been getting beaten up like nobody's business because Colorado's offensive line is just not that good this year. They're just not. So he switched OCs because he wanted to make sure that the ball was always in Shadur's hands. And what did that result to here this past Saturday? Under 250 total yards of offense. Oregon State's got a good defense, but still, under 250 yards of total offense. 245 passing, negative 7 rushing. Negative 7 rushing at Division I college football. you got to be kidding me, right? You absolutely have to be kidding me. You're making a change 
and that's what you're going to get in return. And if you've watched the game, you would have seen that Shadur Sanders was getting absolutely lit up and he was hobbling around the field. He's beat up. Why not try and run the ball more to protect your quarterback? He's a great quarterback. He's a great talent. They have good wide receivers, yes. But guess what? Why don't you run the ball and try and keep yourself a little bit more balanced? Why don't you do that? Why don't you protect your quarterback a little bit more by running the football instead of just sitting there and being like, well, you know, whatever. Whatever. So, yeah, I not a not a good look in my opinion for coach Prime. He's he's putting his own personal wants and needs ahead of He's putting his own personal wants and needs ahead of everybody else's. That's the that's the sad part. Because your team might actually be able to pick up a win or two if you develop a little bit more of a running game. I'm not saying or even show the life of it or show the sense of it. But that's just that's just not happening. So once again, my first loser of the weekend, Coach Prime, Colorado football, particularly Coach Prime. He's letting his ego get in the way, wanting his son to take all the credit for his team's success. When honestly, they could probably win a game or two more and get bull eligible if they would just find a way to be a little bit more balanced and even in the process protect his son. But instead, because the way the other offensive coordinator was doing it. By the way, Sean Lewis is a phenomenal offensive coordinator. He's put up amazing numbers everywhere he's been. Including at Colorado when he started the season. They were great. He's still doing a good job. Why take it out of his hands? I don't get that. I don't get that at all. And Sean Lewis, to me, seems like one of those type of guys that I could expect seeing him. You know, we're just going to, uh, I'm just going to move on and do something else. I'm going to go somewhere else, take a head, go back to being a head coach, maybe at uh, the power, or the group of five level, or go be an OC somewhere else because he's got enough. Uh, he, I could see him being gone after a move like this. It's a silly move by Coach Prime for his team now and for his team in the future. That's my first loser of the weekend. Uh, on the same note of a loser of the weekend, I'm going to give a loser to my Nebraska football team, Nebraska Corners football team. They lose at Michigan State 2017. Nebraska had a great opportunity to get bowl eligible this Saturday. They really did. They had the opportunity to get bowl eligible. It did not happen. They lose at Michigan State by three. That was probably the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Michigan State came in with two wins on a single Big Ten win. They get their first against Nebraska. And that was probably the most winnable game left on the schedule for NU with Maryland, Wisconsin, and uh, Iowa still left on the schedule. Now, those aren't world-beater teams, but they're, dif- they're, they're, they're difficult teams for a team like Nebraska that's just trying to get its footing underneath a new head coach. But you had a chance to get bowl eligible for the first time since 2016 against a team that was struggling. You turned the ball over three times. You're now negative 12 in turnover margin on the season. Uh, and you let that one slip away. There were some questionable calls if you watched the game. There was a touchdown pass, a uh, first down, an incomplete pass on the last drive uh, that weren't called. There was a pass interference that wasn't called. There were some questionable calls that didn't go Nebraska's way. But it's all right. If you don't turn the ball over, you run the football, you do the little do the little things right, play with more energy defensively especially, you probably are going to a bowl game. At least have your, your ticket punched. Now you've got to dig in extra hard in the last three games to try and make it to a bowl game. So Nebraska football, another loser of the weekend. And my final loser of the weekend, before we get to a break here, sticking in college football with Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman. Not because I don't like Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman's a great quarterback. But anybody know that's the stat of the weekend here? He becomes, with the loss to Clemson, 31-23 on Saturday, he becomes the second quarterback in NCAA history to go 0-5 versus the same opponent in his career after falling at Clemson 
31-23. He had two pick sixes and no touchdowns. Sorry, he had two picks, two picks, one for a pick six and zero touchdowns, did Sam Hartman. First quarterback, or sorry, second quarterback in history to go 0-5 versus the same opponent in his career, joining Florida State's Chris Ricks. I don't know if anybody remembers that name. I do, Chris Ricks of Florida State. But 0-5 in a career versus the same opponent for Sam Hartman. Of course, he lost him all those years at Wake Forest. Now he falls to them at Notre Dame. So, kind of the stat of the weekend there. 0-5, second quarterback ever to go to 0-5 against the same opponent in his career. Sam Hartman, Notre Dame quarterback. One of our losers of the weekend. I like Sam Hartman. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, Notre Dame just did not have their... They tried to dig out of that hole, but uh, credit to Tyler from Spartanburg, <laughs> South Carolina. I think he spurred on uh, the... He's going to now have legend status because he spurred on the Clemson Tigers to pick up their fifth win, get above 500. So there you go. Our weekend winners and losers here on this Monday morning. Once again, winners include area football playoff winners. That includes Rollins County, Hoxie, and Shylin. Colby Community College Volleyball as well. A winner of the weekend advancing to the NJCAA National Tournament for the second time in the program's history. Our losers of the weekend include Coach Prime and Colorado Football. Uh, Nebraska, Nebraska football and Sam Hartman, Notre Dame quarterback, are losers of this past weekend. All right, we'll take a break. We'll hopefully get Christian Pechtimit back on the, the back on the airwaves with us. If not, we'll certainly get his thoughts on uh, all GWAC football team and the players that were announced for Colby. Uh, get your thoughts on that for Colby, for Goodland and football, and the entire uh, all GWAC volleyball team was released on Friday. We'll get to those thoughts next. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of the Morning Blitz. 